Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... <laughs> you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. AR Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. Very, very interested in seeing everybody's opinion to what I'm about to play. I'm a little bit confused because what I'm looking at here is a minute and 19 seconds. What I see in the cart is a minute and four seconds. Uh, are are we sure we? Uh, I haven't played it yet? Just want to make sure that we are going about to play uh, the right thing uh, on the air. But uh, earlier this morning, Rami Makhlouf, a quote tweeted uh, something. And on Twitter, and I saw it, and I saw Rami go off about it. And I was like, huh. So then I decided to do a little bit further investigating and started reading the comments underneath said tweet that he quote tweeted that he was all mad about and realized that there was something there based on the comments and people going back and forth. So I was like, well, maybe we should do this as a topic. Now, it it does not relate at all to the Packers, the Brewers, or the Bucks. This relates to life, and specifically sports and life. And even more specific that than that, it relates to coaching the kids of today. So as I was doing my research the coach who said what I'm about to play you was a coach for the Raisin Cajuns baseball team Louisiana uh, Lafayette and I say was because he passed away like three years ago So why this person that tweeted it out, Ty Toops, why he decided to tweet it out today, I'm not quite sure. Maybe he passed away on this day, whatever, but he's not alive anymore. So those that saw this tweet come out, I believe he got tweeted out actually yesterday, but Rami quote tweeted it today. Probably were reacting thinking this dude was, you know, still a coach or whatever, but it's not the case. So understand that first before we play. Then after I play this audio, I just want to know, agree or disagree? That's it. That's all I want to know from you. Agree or disagree with the audio that I'm about to play for you, and then why? Why do you agree? Why do you disagree? If you're a coach, I really want you to call in. For sure. Really would like to get your thoughts on what this dude says. Tony Robichow, I think is how you say his name, or uh, back in the day. Tony Robichow. This is what he said at a press conference uh, talking about kids today. Now, this was obviously a a few years ago, but 
It's blowing up all over social media today because of this one dude uh, tweeting it out uh, yesterday, remembering back to this coach who he he definitely likes a lot. Uh, here we go. Between all of us as coaches is is how far can we go to get a tough culture without being reprimanded from soft people from a soft society? That's the challenge. It's how 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 far can you go to get your team tough before you get reprimanded by soft people? And that's that's. That's where we are in athletics. So, so you, have to, you have to figure out a way to, to create that type of culture because kids today believe correction is criticism. That's, that's the first root of it is that they believe when you correct me, you've criticized me. And then they'll fold like a tulip when you criticize them. So that's the challenge today, I think, out there. And that's why I think there's so much parity in, in athletics today because if you can get your culture tough, you can get your kids tough, then you've got an advantage. You have an advantage today. I don't care if you lack a little pitching or a little fielding or whatever. If you've got throwdown, you, you got you got a shot today. So there he is. Now, again, he was a baseball coach down in Louisiana, college baseball coach, and passed away uh, several years ago. And they have a whole piece on ESPNLafayette.com, the best of Robyisms. And they have a bunch of different quotes about that he has said over the time. For instance, there are two kinds of people that try to climb a mountain, campers and hikers. Be a hiker is one of the things he said. Nothing is either good or bad. It's how you respond that makes it good or bad. How about this one? We want guys who drink out of the water hose, not the guy whose mommy is bringing him a Powerade in the third inning. So this dude is an old school dude. This dude is pretty much saying that because of the way society is and so forth, you can't coach kids maybe as hard as you like to coach kids. The interesting part about this is Rami is completely uh, against um, what this dude uh, said back then. Completely against it. And I went and I started looking at some of the responses just to this tweet. Not to Rami's quote tweet, but just to this tweet. One guy says, amen, coach. Even tougher to do at the high school level. Level. Uh, another one, yes, 100%. Another one, agree. Another one, so true. Another one, this is so spot on. Uh, another one, man, I love Ruby Chow. Uh, gone too soon. Another one, preach. Uh, another one, recruit the kids I coach or the ones that I am raising. Another one, two types of parents. There is the parent that prepares the child for the path of life, and then there is the parent that prepares the path of life for the child. Plain and simple. Another one, Bryce Clements. Tough coaches that make tough cultures are always the ones who make winning cultures. So, again, there seems to be a lot of support for this line of thinking from people that saw this press conference. Rami Makloff, he quote tweeted it uh, this morning and kind of went off about the whole thing this morning uh, on Twitter. So when I saw him go off, that's the only reason I saw it. If Rami wouldn't have quote tweeted it, I never would have saw it, uh, saw it to begin with uh, at any point. But since he did, that's what led us down this path to talk about this topic. Rami quote tweeted and said, yeah, turns out this generation doesn't like being yelled at, talked down to, and demeaned, and don't think it makes them better at sports or anything else. Go figure. By the way, the softest of the soft are those who can't adapt and change with the times and blame society instead. So that was Rami's response to this press conference from years ago. So then I'm like, okay. So then I went to see what his responses looked like. And boy, oh boy, here we go. 
Aaron tweets, definitely disagree with you. It's all too often that you see people my age feeling they are old things without earning it. Whether it be in the workplace, on the court, or wherever. Sadly, my generation is soft, said Aaron, responding back to Rami is tweeting. So, I want to know from you, what do you think? You agree with this former college baseball coach and what he thinks about coaching and kids today? With him, against him. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM, The Fan. Nate, north side of Milwaukee, you'll lead things off here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's going on, Nate? What's good, Sparky? Um, I, I agree with him in a way, you know what I mean? Um, as, you get, as you get older and older and go through different levels of uh, levels of sports, Things have to things have to be they, they, like so. Say for instance, when you I don't believe like little kids. You should yell at little kids. You know what I mean? Little when kids meaning what? Like seven, eight years old, whatever. Yeah, seven, sure. eight year old, seven, eight year old. When you start getting into middle school, they're going to be a little bit more firmer with you. Maybe not, maybe not as harsh, but firm. When you get into high school, they're going to be firmer with you. They expect things done a certain way. Especially after you've been practicing for the whole week and you get into the game and you don't. College. Uh oh. I lost Nate. And in the pros, they, you're getting paid to do do a job correctly. They want you to start things out a certain way. So some coaches are going to be a little bit more harsh. But from, but from my thing is, it's okay to be harsh, but then you also have to be able to. When when the dust settles and everything else settles down, go back to them and reinforce them and reinforce it in a in a calmer way. You know what I mean? You could be hot during the game that he missed the tackle or whatever, but after that game, you should be able to go to him or in film study whenever whatever whatever it settles down, you should be able be able to go back and be like, this is what you did wrong. This is what this is what I want done next time. Blah blah blah. It not, but in a way to where it's a little bit more calmer, so then it doesn't just feel like, oh, every time I mess up, he's he's driving into me and driving into me. And then for another thing is, if you're going to be that way, okay, cool. But you got to be that way with everybody. For sure. You can't be that way yes. with one particular player. Agreed. Um, you can't let one player be um, let it go. You got to be that way with everybody on the field, everybody on the team. So now, again, now then you and I are getting down here uh, on this together on, on some of this stuff. Thanks for the call. So this is where I'm at on it, right? So I do think there's something to the aspect of, to a certain degree, if you criticize, it feels like you're belittling or whatever the case may be. If you're yelling at somebody, to look, man, this is like the third or fourth time. Figure this out. I've showed you how to do it two or three times. I'll figure it out. Right? So now that becomes he's being mean to me. He's yelling at me, whatever the case may be. That's kind of what it becomes. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. Not at all. None. Now, to Nate's point of it's got to be for everybody. The one thing you, to me, now we've heard from, you know, others where sometimes a coach will simply make an example out of one person, but may give the the person a heads up. Like, hey, man, look, I'm going to get on you, but it's to try and get everybody else going. So just be aware this is, this is how this is going to go. And the player knows it's coming and knows why it's happening and knows the reasoning behind it, I think it's fine. But if the player doesn't know what's going on and you decide he's going to be the guy that you're going to chew out for the entire practice and hope it rubs off on everybody else, Nowadays, you may lose that kid. I can't be like, the heck with it. I got no interest in doing this. None. I don't want to deal with this coach. I don't want to deal with getting yelled at all the time. Have no interest. And when you start talking about how it progresses, middle school to high school to college, I agree. The intensity level of which the coach and coaching is done to the kids does intensify because the coaches expect more. The coaches now expect you to know how to do certain things. If you've been doing this for four or five years, you should know how to do certain things. Shouldn't be screwing up the same things that you've been doing for four or five years. If you're playing in high school, that means you're good enough to play in high school, which also means comes a set of expectations of how you're to practice, how you're to play, how you're to 
you know, respond in certain situations. Unless, now there's a caveat, right? Unless it's some kids walking down the hallway and coach goes, dude, you're a big kid. Want to play offensive line for my team? Kids never put on a jock strap, never done anything. Kid has never been on a team, no idea. Okay, that's different. If you do, you bring that kid in, in my opinion, you can't hold him to the same accountability level necessarily as everybody else. You brought him in knowing he was a project, knowing you were going to have to work with him, knowing everything else. You know, you can't hold him to the same level as some kid that's been playing football in, in juniors for the last six years uh, and has been playing the same position and making the same mistake. To me, that's that's different. Let's go to Lewis on the north side. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Lewis? What's going on, Sparky? Good topic, man. And like like you were saying, I I agree with the coach's approach because he's a college level coach, and, and he should be doing that. You know, them, them kids, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old, so so they know the game. I teach youth baseball, so with you know being like that same like think pattern, what I do is. I'm hard on the kids, but you, you've heard this phrase before. You have to give them, like, the, the compliment sandwich. So it's a compliment first. You criticize and then give a compliment afterwards. And, you know, if we're not doing that with young kids, then the problem is with us as adults and coaches. You know, we have to teach them to accept the criticism and, and sometimes the parents. And, you know, what I tell the parents is, hey, if I tear your kid down, I'm going to do twice as hard to build him back up. And, you know, you know Gary's a coach, Leroy's a coach. I'm sure they employ that, them same tactics. That's why they're successful in what they do. And I just see the coaches who, who, do, who do that, they tend to be more successful. You know, they, the, um, the parents kind of flock to them because, you know, we as parents, we know who the jerk coaches are. We, we know that. We know who's, you know, who's the ex-ball player. You know, they've been in the major leagues or they say they've been in the major leagues and they know all the answers, you know, and nobody can do right except their son. So we know who those coaches are, and we just tend to steer away from towards the more positive coaches. See, Lewis, the, what you said there I think is something that is missed a lot. I think if the coaches actually communicate with the parents and say, hey, look, I may yell at your kid, but – Number one, it's going to be for a good reason. And number two, I will build him back up. Like, don't get all bent out of shape because you see your kid getting yelled at and thinking, well, he doesn't like my kid. He hates my kid. It's all about, you know, picking on my kid. Like, I think if there's that communication level between the coach and the parents of how you're going to coach, what your philosophies are and all that, I think that's all good stuff. I think a lot of times where there's breakdown is coaches don't want to communicate with parents. Coaches just want to coach and they tell the parents to shut up, sit over there on the side uh, and stay out of my way, which is fine. To a degree, I get that, but you also have to realize with what we are now as a society, and parents now are seemingly, it appears, are now fighting back and getting mad at the coaches for yelling at their kids, which I never thought I'd live to see that, but that's kind of where we are right now. Oh, it's, you know, I, I, I meet with I meet with the parents before I ever meet with the kids. That's, before, the first, yep. before the first practice, we have a, a Zoom meeting, then we have a meeting in person. And I go over everything that's, that's going to go on throughout the summer. So there's there's no you know there's no questions you know everything's you know above the board and you know this is what I accept this is what I can't accept. Yeah, no, I'm all about it. Hey man, thanks for the call. Appreciate right. it. You bet. You take care. I to me that's how you do it. That that's that's how you do it right there. Is the conversation between the coaches and the parents? Because to a certain degree, especially when you're talking about Youth sports, middle school, high school. Look, I, I know the high school coaches don't give a rip about the parents for the most part. They don't really care, especially if you're coaching football or something. You got a ton of parents. Like, I don't have time to deal with everybody necessarily. So maybe you don't do it from that aspect. But if you're talking smaller groups of kids, basketball, baseball, um, soccer, you know, smaller groups of kids. Um, but if even if it's for football, I think even down at the youth and middle school levels, I think there do ha- there does have to be some type of communication. And again, I'll play what this coach said, Tony Robichow, who was the coach for the Raging Cajuns baseball team a number of years ago. This blew up on social media uh, yesterday and this morning of an old presser that he did that some guy tweeted out because he loved this coach who passed away several years ago. 
Um, I'll play it for you again. And he kind of goes at, you know, where we are at society and how more difficult it is to coach kids today versus how it was and so forth. I'll play it for you again coming up here on the other side of a quick timeout. I just want to know, agree or disagree? Nice and simple. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals broadcasting live from the Lakeland University Studios offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Are you looking for a new career? Looking for a new gig? I got you. I got your place. My fine, fine folks over at Young Express still looking for dispatchers as they continue to grow rapidly, uh, and they're looking to hire immediately at this point. The company had been in business over 31 years, and listen, on Inc. Magazine is one of America's fastest-growing companies, seven out of eight years. You don't have to have any experience to be hired on to be a dispatcher for Young Express. They're going to train you. You have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, and an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. Now, Young Express, they hire you. You get competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and a health plan. Apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. All right, so... Tony Robichow, uh, who was the head coach for the baseball team for the Raging Cajuns down in Louisville, not Louisville, uh, Louisiana, uh, passed away a few years ago. And for whatever the reason, I don't know if this was like the anniversary of his death yesterday or whatever was going on, but uh, there was a video going around yesterday that somebody tweeted out missing Tony Robichow. Uh, and all of his Robichow-isms and so forth, uh, and tweeted out an old press conference that he had did uh, a few years back. And I I heard it uh, and watched it on social media because Rami quotes we did it going off about what Robichow said. So I looked at the mentions. I was like, man, there's people back and forth on this. This, I think this would be a pretty good topic. So I'm going to play it for you. You tell me, agree or disagree with what Tony Robichow, the uh, former uh, baseball coach down for the Raging Cajuns, Set. And that's the fight today between all of us as coaches is, is how far can we go to get a tough culture without being reprimanded from soft people, from a soft society. That's the challenge. It's how, 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 how far can you go to get your team tough before you get reprimanded by soft people? And that's, that's, that's where we are in athletics. So, so you, have to, you have to figure out a way to, to create that type of culture because kids today believe correction is criticism. That's, that's the first root of it is that they believe when you correct me, you've criticized me. And then they'll fold like a tulip when you criticize them. So that's the challenge today, I think, out there. And that's why I think there's so much parity in, in athletics today, because if you can get your culture tough, <clears throat> you can get your kids tough, then you've got an advantage. You have an advantage today. I don't care if you lack a little pitching or a little fielding or whatever. If you've got throwdown, you, you got you got a shot today. All right, so there is uh, Tony Robichow, the uh, former uh, baseball manager for the Raisin Cajuns down in Louisville. Why no? You agree or disagree? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. And I think I accidentally uh, just hung up on whoever that was uh, on line one. So I apologize. Uh, Tom uh, tweets at 1250 AM, the fan and at the Milwaukee Admirals who bought the participation trophies for all these kids. Boomers. This is on you. I don't know. Do I like participation trophies? Um, not really. I, uh, is it, uh, cool when you're, you know, three, four, five years old and you're playing, um, and your kid gets uh, a medal or something, even though they didn't win or place. Does your kid get all excited about it? Yes, for sure. Got a kid. Gotten participation uh, medals and trophies for just playing, right? Flag football. Hey, y'all didn't win, but you get a little participation trophy uh, for being a part of the flag football league or whatever, right? And then when you win the championship, you know, he knows the difference and then obviously gets really excited. Because when he got the participation trophy, he's like, oh, we didn't win, Dad. 
Yeah, yeah, but you played, so they gave you that. Okay. So, fine, that, that is what that is. I, I get that. Once you get past that whole kindergarten age or whatever, I don't, I don't see any reason why, um, in my opinion, why that needs to be a thing. I mean, I understand you're trying to teach confidence and, and trying to help everybody have good uh, mental health and all of that. Like, I, I get all that, right? Totally understand. But there still has to be a, a, a meaning to winning and losing. Does it have to be everything? It doesn't have to be everything. But my belief is, if you're playing sports, it's not necessarily about winning and losing. It's about life lessons. It's about how to treat others, right? It's about how to handle difficult situations. It's about how to handle success the correct way. There's many different things that come out of playing sports other than uh, little Jimmy gets to go play you know, Division I college football now. I mean, that's great, right? And as a parent, woohoo, got a scholarship, don't got paid for school. That's beautiful, wonderful. But that's not what it is. Even if little Jimmy isn't great in sports, he can still learn a lot from being on a team and from being coached. I see so much on social media um, from parents. Ah, my kid's not very good at, at this sport, so I'm not going to have him play next year at all. I'm just going to tell him we're not doing it. Well, what does that teach? What, where, where, where does the kid learn? If the kid wants to play and you don't want to let him play because he's not good enough so you don't want to pay for it, what's that? Oh, you're not good enough so dad quit on me. Oh, you're not good enough so mom quit on me. Like that, to me, that's ridiculous. And that's as much of a problem as anything. We start talking about, you know, where we're at right now. Rodney in Cedarburg, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Rodney? Hey, I was just going to say that uh, I agree about the the uh, participation trophy, but we've always had participation trophies. And that was like getting your varsity letter. And if you signed up for the team, you put in the practice, you didn't quit, you showed up every day, even if you didn't get in for a down or a minute or a shift of hockey, you earned your letter. I think the problem is is that the newer generations and parents are putting too much on self-esteem by others rather than by the self. And they're forgetting the point you were just making that sports is practice for life. And they get too involved in it as it relates to the, their child's self-esteem rather than let their children fill up their own bucket. And that isn't just about, you know, starting or getting minutes or getting shifts. It's about what you do, how you handle winning and losing, and how you handle correction and discipline and how you work with uh, opponents and teammates. Those are the lessons of life that they're putting too much importance on for others to build their child's self-esteem instead of the children building. I mean, it's called self-esteem. It isn't your theme. <laughs> uh, well put. You're right. They, yeah. They've got to. They've got to work through this. I've coached parents, and they they're like, "What do you? What am I supposed to tell my daughter when you pull her off the ice after 15 seconds?" I will. You should ask her what I told her because she knows why I pulled her off the ice. She had an opportunity to play that puck and ice that puck and 50 seconds left in the game when they've got their goalie pulled and a power play line in there. You have to be asking yourself, why did your daughter pull the shoot? You got a great glimpse into your daughter's personality and ambition and capability. She chose. She had all the skills, the opportunity presented itself to do what she's supposed to do. She knew what to do and she didn't do it. That's a life lesson there. Ask her. And in this world of... of um, Women in the workplace and women in athletics, different than when they grew up, potentially. That's a good life lesson to find out what motivates and demotivates your daughter. Well, this parent didn't want to hear about it. She thought her daughter was just excited about going to state. And I said, yeah, it's all about going to state. But see, that's what it is. So what happens is, I mean, you know this, your hockey coach, is to a degree parents play through their kids, right? So right. that that that's part of it. Now, I'll tell you, I'm a parent, and I, I've got – uh, kids that play sports. So for me, I look at it and say, look, if I'm paying the same amount of money for one level of baseball and the other, like, see, like, like there's an A team and a B team, right? And if I'm paying the same money for the B team, I want the same benefits as what the A team is getting. So, you know, if they have a coach year round, I'd like a coach year round if I'm paying the same amount of money. I, I want something similar. Now, if it's not going to be the same, then that's fine. Then no problem. Then 
I'll pay less because I know I'm not going to get the same quality of coaching or whatever the case may be as the A-team gets. For me as a parent, that's where I get frustrated. I don't get frustrated by if my kid's not playing, where my kid is in the lineup, or whatever. If my kid gets yelled at in practice, whatever. Do what you got to do. You're, I don't, whatever. I don't care. But the other aspect, that's where I get wrapped up and, and I get uh, emotional uh, is as far as for, from that standpoint. But the kid's standpoint, that I don't bother. That, uh, whatever, it is what it is. Thanks for the call. See, and it, it's funny because we were just talking about this the other day. Me and uh, a couple of my kid, uh, my kid and his friend. And we were talking about, because they're baseball players, and we were talking about, you know, what team you'd want to be on, right? So a lot of times you have kids on, say, a B team of, of a travel baseball team, right? And the parents, and maybe the kid, I'm like, you know what? I'm better than this. They're screwing me over here. I'm going to go play another organization. I'm going to go play in the A team. Okay. So they take their ball. They go to tryouts for another travel baseball team. And then they get to the travel baseball team. And guess what? They were right. They're on the A team. So now they're all excited. So they practice with the A team all summer long. All into the spring, they practice with the A team. And now here comes summer tournament time. And their kids playing one or two games a tournament. Made the A-team. Different, different organization. They don't really know him. But he made the A-team, and now he's hardly playing. And now they're mad because they're spending all this money. My kid's not playing. That's what you wanted, right? You could have been on the B-team where you were, and your kid could have played a lot and continued to get better and so forth and continue to improve. Instead, you got on your A-team somewhere else, and now they don't play anymore, and now you're unhappy again. That type of stuff drives me nuts. Be honest, because you do have those parents that will hop trying to find, you know, the best position. Oh, they're not going to play him. Then I'll go somewhere else and he can be on the A team there or she can be on this club basketball team or this club volleyball team and gets more exposure and da 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 da. And then when they don't play a lot, then they get all mad and scream and yell about it. Again, that's the type of stuff as a parent that drives me nuts. The coaching and how that all that stuff goes into it, that, that, that doesn't really bother me a lot. As long as it doesn't, to me, as long as it doesn't get personal, right? If it gets personal, then that's, then that's different. But if you're yelling at my kid because he did something wrong and he should have been one spot and he wasn't or whatever else, do it to it. He deserves it. Mike the Painter, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Hey, thanks, Sparky. What I don't like is that when they give out these participation trophies and you're not that good and you're not winning – because, you know, you finish second, third, fourth, or whatever, and all these kids get the same trophy besides, you know, the top team or whatever. That's just not making them want to try harder. I it, it, I always wanted to be better. If I didn't get that first-place trophy, if I wasn't on that top team, I tried harder to be on that top team. And I think they're not teaching these kids young like that anymore. And that's what's upsetting because I think they're trying to make everybody just be equal and everybody's saying there's no winners or losers anymore. And But see, that's the problem is, fine, but you say that at a younger age, but then when they get to the older age and now they're not on the best team or they're not starting on varsity when they think they should start on varsity, then they get bent out of shape, their parents get bent out of shape, and then it becomes a nightmare for the coaches. they should want to try harder. Right, you put the extra work in, right? You do the extra work. You do the extra time with the coaches. You show them you want it, and you bust your butt, but that's not what happens. It's, we are deserved this. We are only this yeah, and yeah. that's how this whole thing falls apart that's yep, exactly that correct sucks. yes no it question sucks. i totally agree with you thanks for the call that is exactly correct is instead of saying hey my kid's not playing okay so why isn't he playing well throws his 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 pitches our balls they're all over the place he's wild he's not throwing consistent strikes i can't put him in there why is it my kid playing uh, he's shooting 20 percent from the field He's a guard. Like, yeah, it's not going to work. Why is it my kid not playing? He's a turnstile on the offensive line. It's got to get better. Like, it's just not going to work. He's not strong enough, not quick enough. He's not using the right technique, whatever. Get the reason. Get the answer. Your kid should get the answer of what it is. And then, if you want to be that person, go bust your tail end to be that person. Every sport has an offseason. Every sport as an offseason where kids can work as hard as they want to work. You want it? 
Go work in the offseason. Figure it out. You got to get stronger? Be in that weight room five to six days a week. Get stronger. Need to add weight? Add weight. One of my fr- one of my uh, kids' friends tried to be on varsity. He's added like 20 pounds. Kid eats like five times a day. He's lifting weights multiple times a day. Try to make the varsity football team on the offensive line. He's obsessed with it. Like, that's what it's about right now for him. That kid wants it. Now, do other kids want it as bad? Huh? And then those are the ones that'll complain that they're not being treated fairly. Ian in Virginia, you're next on Sparky's Midday Man is presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Ian? Hey, Ian Sparky, how you doing? Good. Hey, man, I just wanted to put this in perspective. It's not just sports, too. You know, I teach music for a living. And, you know, I do private lessons. And these parents, they pay, you know, it's $35 a lesson. Yep. And these kids are in these lessons and I, and I teach them what they do for the, for the half hour. And I tell, I go through the parents and I tell them what they have to do and they come back next week. I go, okay, how'd things go? They go, Oh, I didn't practice. Yep. And I go, well, and I go, okay, we got to redo what we did last week. And then the parents come up to me and go, why isn't my kid succeeding? Why isn't he getting better? And I tell them and I say, it's because there's no enforcement of practicing. Correct. And they go, well, I don't want to pressure them. I don't want it to feel like it's a chore. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I understand. I don't want it to be like that either. But there also is a difference between discipline and having it being a chore. And right. it's just mind-boggling that this is happening because, you know, and then they missed two. They just missed weeks, you know, with no, no one tells me that they're not going to be there. And then I asked them, I'm like, oh, well, you missed a week, so how'd things go? Oh, I don't know. I didn't do anything. It's the same Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And again, that comes back to parent accountability uh, as much as it does come back to the the, the child accountability at the end of the day. And that's it. Again, we're going to get sidetracked here a little bit, but a lot of this is people want to be friends with their kids instead of wanting to be a parent sometimes. And that's that's where I think it really gets sidetracked. Thanks for the call, Ian. Appreciate it. See, that's, this is it to me, right? So if your kid wants to do something, that's cool. But A, I'm not letting my kid quit until it's done. I don't care if the kid does two practices, a game, two practices. I don't like it. Too bad. You're signed up. You're playing it up. And after this year, you don't want to play anymore? That's fine. I'm not going to tell you if you want to play or not, but you're going to finish. We're not just going to quit midseason. So you're going to finish it out, and we'll see what happens at the end. So that type of stuff I'm not going to allow. The other thing about practicing and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely part of it. And the parents have to be involved too. Cause if the parent, now again, it depends on age to me. So, I mean, at some point the kid has to take responsibility for doing it themselves. And from a parent perspective, you know, if you're expecting your kid to work hard and your kid's not working hard, then that's a conversation you and your kid have to have. Like how much do you really want to do this? Do you, or don't you? And if you don't, no big deal. We'll move on. If you do, then you got to put in the work to show me that you want to continue to do this. Raphael, Southside, uh, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Raphael? Hey, Sparky, Sparky. Long-time listener. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a coach myself. I coach uh, football and basketball. I got my son in both uh, nice. sports. And, you know, uh, one thing that I always tell my son is uh, it's a Spanish saying. I'm, you know, Hispanic. And we say, una chica más, which is one more lady. So when my son gets hurt and he comes whining to me, he said, what, you want to be one more lady? And he gets over it. You know, it depends. It's, it's really the discipline that we put to this, to the kids. And as parents, sometimes we want to be more of a buddy-buddy than a parent. And, you know, sometimes we, we're coming out of pocket, you know, spending all this money yep. on, on a sport that they want to play. And we say, well, you know, I don't want him to get hurt. We don't want him to do this. We don't want him to do that. Come on. It's a sport. Everybody gets hurt. Yep, absolutely. That is part of it. And... You know, it's like we have to toughen up this generation. The past generation, when I used to play, man, you used to re- knock out your tooth. Guess what? Guess back. Get back to sp- you know. Get back to playing. Keep playing, right? Now it, you know, right now you you pinch your finger. It's two weeks off, three weeks off. Come on, you just pinch your finger. You know, um, so that's to me, it's it's more of a parent um, type thing that if we don't put our time and effort into making a stronger kid. You know, we're making them too sensible. And then what? What is what is the future of the sport? Basketball, football, what is it going to be? All of it, yeah. I mean, all of that is that gets brought into question. I agree with you on that. Thanks for the call, Raphael. Appreciate it. 
everybody's got their own their own deal. Everybody parents differently. Everybody goes about things differently. Uh, and uh, if you're just tuning in, this is what we're talking about. As you, we get ready to bring Rami in here, get his thoughts on this. Tony Robichow, uh, again, who used to be the baseball coach for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, this video surfaced uh, on social media, and he passed away a couple of years ago, so he's not a current coach or anything like that. Uh, and got a lot of reaction, both sides of this. And this is what he had to say, and this is what we're talking about. And that's the fight today between all of us as coaches is, is how far can we go to get a tough culture without being reprimanded from soft people, from a soft society. That's the challenge. It's how, 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 how far can you go to get your team tough before you get reprimanded by soft people? And that's, that's, that's where we are in athletics. So, so you, have to, you have to figure out a way to, to create that type of culture because kids today believe correction is criticism. That's, that's the first root of it is that they believe when you correct me, you've criticized me. And then they'll fold like a tulip when you criticize them. So that's the challenge today, I think, out there. And that's why I think there's so much parity in, in athletics today, because if you can get your culture tough, <clears throat> you can get your kids tough, then you've got an advantage. You have an advantage today. I don't care if you lack a little pitching or a little fielding or whatever. If you've got throwdown. You, you got it. You got a shot today. So there you go, Tony Robichild talking about what he thought, you know, several years ago was wrong with coaching and kids and so forth. Agree or disagree? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for a affordable family fun. Highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. Big tournament continues this week. Place to watch all your big games on while enjoying your own indoor games. Q Club of Wisconsin. Go tonight. There are plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Steve Sparky Fiber, AR Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side. Remy Makloff is here, standing by. We'll get to him. First, your thoughts on what Tony Robichaw had to say in his little presser talking about society getting soft, can't coach these kids, uh, you can't be as tough on them as you need to be. And so forth. Gerard in Delaware, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Gerard? 
Sparky, I played baseball in Jersey City for one of the brutal coaches. Used to punch our lights out constantly. Well, we don't day. need any punching. That, that, I don't want punching. Now, think about I'm talking about in the 70s. Early right. 70s. I know. This is what, okay. And then, you know, uh, um, and then later on, he hit a guy and he was suspended, made the front page of the newspaper, the whole bit and everything else. But Anyway, two years after I graduated, along came Bobby Hurley. Everybody, Saint uh, Anthony was four blocks from us. Yep, St. Mary's. They were in a different conference hall. Bobby Hurley was very tough, but he was fair, and he pushed kids in a whole bit. Some people liked him. Some, I mean, physically pushed them. I mean, pushed them to get to become better. Right. But he, you know, and he was a correction officer. So he knew how to handle people. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. So she had the psychology and everything to back him. Now, my son, as far as him playing ball, he was never the type to sit and watch games, never this, but he was a good baseball player and a very good running back. So we played for a small school, broken hand, concussion, broken ribs. We had 18 kids on the team. The public schools would come down with 60, Okay. So he wanted, they want, uh, Bethlehem Catholic, who everybody knows, they put a lot of guys in Penn State. Chuck Bednarik is well known to go there. A lot of guys played in the pros from Bethlehem Catholic. Okay, so they wanted him. And we're in the backyard one day, and I said, look, there's kids calling. The coaches want you to come play running back there the whole bit. So I said, I said to him, you want to play? And he said, turned around and looked at me and says, I ain't got the heart. All right, hey, I ain't get the heart. Yep. And again, that's really what it's all about. Now, again, times have changed. I don't want to be punching anybody out or whatever else. The fact that that guy got suspended and didn't get fired is amazing to me, Gerard. Thanks for the call. Got some breaking news out of the world of the National Football League. Because why wouldn't there be breaking news out of the world of the National Football League like every other day? Powered by Odyssey and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Today, it appears... My prediction is wrong uh, about who the Packers wide receiver will be opposite Alan Lazard. For that, A.R. Adam Roberts, what do you got? Courtesy of Mr. Adam Schefter at ESPN, former Packer wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling is signing a three-year, $30 million deal worth up to $36 million with the Kansas City Chiefs yep. per source. $10 million, just like everybody projected him to make. It could be up to $13 million a year, it sounds like. So... Or twelve million a year. Sorry. So I mean, from from that aspect, that MVS signing, uh, Rami Makhlouf makes a lot of sense. They've got to resupply their wide receiver core. They need somebody to take the top off of defense, like Tyreek Hill did. The problem is MVS is not coming out of the backfield. He's not returning punts. He's not doing everything else Tyreek Hill can do. Uh, but it helps the Chiefs, and that's a guy I thought for sure would be coming back to the Green Bay Packers. And the closer we get to the draft, the more concerned I am that they are going to give Aaron Rodgers a bunch of rookie receivers to play with. Who is playing wide receiver for the Packers in 2022? Alan Lazard, Amari Rodgers, uh, Malik Taylor. Oh, they brought back Randall Cobb? Yes. Mm-hmm. They never got rid of Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Right. So Lazard, Cobb, Rodgers, and Malik Taylor, I believe, are the ones that are under contract. Okay. Maybe Jawan Winfrey. Um, yeah, that's not um, good enough. Agreed. But yeah. that's my fear is that it's going to be a bunch of rookie wide receivers for these guys, like two or three rookie wide receivers. And most rookies are not Justin Jefferson. Most rookie wide receivers struggle for the that's first couple saying. of years. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Totally against this idea. Like Aaron Rodgers will help with that. He'll make you better. Who? But, what uh, rookie receiver? Oh, I don't, I'm not saying anyone in particular. I'm but, just saying in general, in the past, he doesn't have patience for rookies. He hasn't had to, though. True. That's what's brought up to me. You know, you, you're a rookie receiver. You come into a room that's filled with vets. He doesn't care about you. There's always the he transition. Right. He doesn't need you. Yeah. He's going to need these guys like now. He had Donald Driver while Jordy Nelson was progressing. Right. Devontae. He had, yeah. he had Jordy while Devontae was progressing. Correct. Now this is. Nope. Now there's uh, nobody in wait. Uh-huh. There's nobody lying uh-huh. in wait. No. Like you might be able to say MBS was lying in wait to take that next, to take the right. next leap and yep. become the number one guy and do big things, but. He ain't around either. So Devontae now. left Aaron, and now MVS left here. Left, left the Packers. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Aaron plays for the Packers, right? Yeah, right. I'm just saying. All this talk about oh, we're going to talk about all this. this talk about twelve saying, "Hey, man, this guy would have played with me. That guy would have played with me. That guy would have played with me. He would have played for two million dollars a year. He would have played for three million dollars a year. He would have played for this. He would have played for that." Big mouth. Where are they all at now? Now we need you to get those guys to come in here and play for little to no money. Like you've claimed, you've had all these other years. When did you claim that? I'm McAfee. 
Back when this whole thing, last year when he went on Magazine for the first time, he yeah. went on and said, I had this dude back at $2 million. I could have had this guy back. I don't remember him he listed specific off. guys and prices. Yes. I don't remember Go that. back and find it. The man said it. I don't remember that. The Maybe man said it. Maybe I'm forgetting. I think he said he had Julius Peppers back at like $2 million or $3 million. Peppers would have came back and played and went down this whole laundry list of, of guys and said, but nobody was listening to me and nobody cared what I had to say. Okay, fine. So now here's your chance. Go be a recruiter. Go get somebody. Be a Tom Brady for once and see if you can get it done. MJ in Greendale, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Last call on this. What's up? Oh, hey, man. Uh, thanks, Spark. Uh, hi, uh, Spark and Rami. Man, I'm getting a little spun on that MBS news. Uh, that's too bad. Um, so um, what I was originally calling for, though, is, uh, you know, seriously, you all sound like a bunch of old men yelling at clouds, and I would say that respectfully. Uh, and this idea, you we hear this every single generation, right? Thank you. It's saying, you can't teach this, these new kids. They're this. They're that. They're something else. You know what? Every single generation says that. Every single time. Sure. And I'm sorry, man, but you know what? I, and I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I've got my own kids. But, you know, listen, I don't have time for that. Listen, you know, your job is to coach people up. If you can't do it, that's on you, man. That's nobody else's fault. So, uh, MJ, are you a guy that doesn't want your coach yelling at your kid? I don't – listen, that's not even really the – the yelling part, like, that's a loaded question in my mind. Why? Because, like, like, what you said, you know, before, right, there's there's yelling and then there's yelling, right? I mean, there's like, hey, you're out of position. We went over this. Right. This is what we practice all the time. Right. What's up? Right? That's one thing. To yell at them because you're at fault, though, I think sometimes, you know, you see that, like, I'm frustrated because this team isn't good as good as I wanted to be, and I look like a you know, whatever. I think there are certainly times that that gets crossed, man. And what does it even do, right? So, you know. Well, that's the, but, but see, now, now, that, that's perfect, MJ, right? So what does it even do? Meaning, if you yell at my kid about the same thing three times and he's still not doing it correctly, don't yell at him a fourth time because it clearly didn't work the first three. Well, no, that's not even what I'm saying, though. Because so, you said, what good is it? If the right. kids aren't getting any better when you're yelling at them, they still continue to do the same mistakes over and over because it's like, ah, eh, whatever. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.